Scale Well Podcast. How to use technology to scale your business. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Scale Well Podcast. My name is Phil Bean. I'm here with my co-founder at Nudge Coach, Matt Gamble. Nudge Coach is an easy-to-use patient management platform for wellness-focused practices and businesses. And today we have two folks on with us, the founders of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, Dr. Sandy Scheinbaum and Elise Wagner. Uh, for all of you that don't know and haven't heard about it yet, the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy is a pro- program that was established in partnership with the Institute for Functional Medicine, or IFM. Um, its mission is to transform healthcare by training coaches to integrate the positive psychology model of coaching with the functional medicine approach to reversing chronic illness. So thanks for joining us today, Elise and Sandy. Thank yeah. you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you well, for having us. Also notable that this is also the first episode we've done in different locations. So I just want people to know that. So I know, get, I'm panicking. I don't know what to do without you right next to me. Matt. If I get emotional at any point, you know, that's, I need to let people know that's what's going on. We have, we have coaches for that. We have coaches for that. That's, why, that's actually why you all are here. It's very appropriate for the episode. But no, Sandy, I remember when you and I first met, I think I tracked you down in San Diego during the Institute of Functional Medicine conference and you were yes. so gracious enough to listen to me as I was kind of, you know, trying to just pick as, you know, get as much wisdom from you as I could in terms of what you all were up to. So tell me, I know a lot of people are probably wondering, tell us the story of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. You know, how did you all create it? What was the aha moment? How did you put it all together? Sure. Well, I had been a psychologist for many, many years, like 40 years and in private practice. And I was always a renegade psychologist. So I was never one who was just going to go with the flow. And so way back when everybody was doing psychoanalysis, I was looking into cognitive behavior therapy when that became popular. And I had been practicing that for years. I wanted to just look at mind-body medicine and pair that with cognitive behavior therapy. And then along came positive psychology, which I trained in. And I trained also through IFM, through the Institute for Functional Medicine. I was like the only psychologist who uh, went through this training because it's for primarily for medical doctors. And so now I had all of this knowledge and all this information. And I always felt that there was room for a someone like a coach and coaching came from psychology its roots were in humanistic psychology so that was a a way of working with people that i had a lot of training and experience in so okay what if i took what i knew and could teach because i have a teaching background And what if we presented a proposal to the Institute for Functional Medicine that they would now have a program to train health coaches to work alongside practitioners? Mm -hmm. And around that time, Elise had been working with me, and she was also one of the very few people in mental health who had that mental health training plus nutrition. And so... Uh, We approached IFM, and it took about two years in the planning stage to get it going. So uh, we launched about a little over a year ago, and uh, we are just uh, couldn't be more pleased with how it's going. So, uh, so excited to be here today to talk to you about the program. 
Yeah, for sure. I know. I appreciate you being here. And it's, I remember hearing kind of back then and then over the past kind of 18 months, a little bit of rumblings of, I think you all had started with like a pilot program initially. You had people going through and I'd heard a lot of kind of positives from that. And then I remember when you all finally launched, I can't remember the numbers, but I just remember you all were, last time you and I spoke, blown away with, with the uptake so far. And it seems like the relationship with the IFM has really kind of set a nice foundation where kind of given you the stamp of approval from the industry where, where you all are very legitimate and know what you're talking about. And, you know, you've been able to bring in a lot of impressive um, faculty members. I remember looking at your website. Who are some of the faculty that have, that have participated, if you don't mind me asking? We are blessed to have uh, world-renowned leaders in functional medicine as well as in coaching. So Mark Hyman is on board, Tom O'Brien. Today we had an Ask the Expert, which we do every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Terry Walls was our Ask the Expert, and students got a chance to ask questions of her live. We also have Bethany Hayes, Joel Evans, mm-hmm. Monique Class is on our core faculty, Christy Hughes, uh, Bob Roundtree. Uh, so they are teaching what they would teach for IFM, and then we also have leaders in coaching like Meg Jordan, uh, Beth Frades who is at Harvard, and she is on our board of advisors. She also teaches as part of our core faculty. So we are just, couldn't be more pleased with the faculty and uh, everything that they are contributing. How are you running that? You said they get to interact with them live. Is it on something like Zoom? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So we have, uh, we have webinars, we have interviews with faculty, and then twice a month we have sessions that we're calling Ask the Expert, where uh, it's a designated time, and it's still over Zoom, but this time it's a webinar where we can accommodate more nice. people, they submit questions, and we can have our experts answer those. We also have a lot of live discussions just with staff. So mm-hmm. every month we do an overview of the program for the month. We have an open-ended Q&A. And also we have over Zoom supervision when students start to get to their practicum experience. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's funny. I think that segues kind of nicely. The um, So you all are using Zoom. And of, of course, we're actually recording this on Zoom. And I know... Phil and I live on Zoom most of the days, so we're kind of a, a Zoom-run company at this point. But, you know, technology is really influencing a lot of different industries. That's pretty obvious. You know, how do you see technology really influencing the life of, you know, a health coach? Is that something you're seeing kind of revolutionize the way in which a health coach provides service? You know, walk through that a little bit. Sure, absolutely. And Annalise could fill in as well. So our program is all online and mm-hmm. it's actually possible. We use Canvas as our learning management system, which is the same learning management system that major universities like Harvard use. So it's possible to do an entire course from an app on your phone. And this is revolutionary. It's also possible for uh, 12 people to have a gallery view on Zoom, for example, and see one another. Uh, We also have something called Coaching in Action, where today we did one with Jim Gordon, Dr. James Gordon, the Center for Mind-Body Medicine, was assuming the role of a coach, and he was showing coaches how he works, and his so-called client was in another part of the country. And we also, so we're training our coaches right off the bat to be virtual coaches. You can live in one area or one part of the world, and you can be coaching somebody 
across the country or in a different country. So this, um, again, it opens up mm -hmm. so many new doors. Alisa, anything else that you would like to add to this? Yeah, I think there are some amazing new pieces of technology out there that not only, you know, is Canvas and our learning management system as well as Zoom able to provide um, for our students, but then when they get to go out there and actually practice, because Sandy and, uh, you know, we both have said that this coaching program, you know, it's, it's great that we have so many people interested in and that are going through it, but the real success is when they get to go out and actually live their purpose and their passion and do this kind of work. And there's so many amazing new devices that we're learning about every single day um, and trying to understand them so that we can educate, you know, our students on that as well. And then they can um, be utilizing these devices. For example, there was one that I was learning about the other day where, you know, it's kind of like an all-in-one system where you can kind of import your clients and they have multiple, you know, versions of these but you can be um, sending reminders, for example, you know, to make sure that they're drinking water or mm -hmm. exercising or taking their supplement for compliance reasons, et cetera. So um, there's a technology that's really opening up this field to make, you know, this, this point, this nexus point of creating behavior change, I think that much more tangible for people, which is going to create, you know, overall sustainable lifestyle changes. So it's, it's really fabulous. It and I'm glad you mentioned all this because one thing that comes up is sometimes, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it, when we start looking at business models and these new offerings, so kind of health coach of the 21st century, do you see technology, you know, how do you see that influencing price point? I think sometimes we have to remind people that tech, you know, a tech-enabled solution isn't synonymous with cheap, right? That doesn't mean it's a cheaper offering, you're getting less value because it's not face-to-face -face or knee-to-knee. You know, have you all had to approach that at all in terms of, you know, working with your coaches that are going through the program of, hey, this is still like a high value offering here, even if you're not delivering it face to face? Does that come up at all? So there's a lot of evidence. Uh, this comes even from uh, psychotherapy. We know that uh, phone consults, for example, or virtual con are as effective as face-to-face, -face. and for coaches, that is particularly true. We also know the effectiveness of virtual coaching paired with follow-up with text messages, for example. That uh, helps that person to be more successful in reaching their goals. The intimacy is not compromised. That's often what people will think. How I want to be face-to-face -face with someone, but once you are in, drawn into a conversation, like Zoom, as we're doing now, you forget, and the whole range of emotions is conveyed. There's a, a wonderful coach who said that she does phone consults with her eyes closed, and she really experiences that full power of listening. So that's one thing. And we also encourage our coaches to partner with doctors and create this new model where not only are they helping that doctor's clients meet their diet and lifestyle goals, but they are also going to be the one stepping into that doctor's practice and assisting them with marketing, including technology, because the doctors are just want to see their pay. They're not going to have the time to learn all these new technological mm -hmm. innovations, but the coach will, and the coach will bring those things to that physician's practice and help that physician grow their practice, increase their bottom line, and take better care of patients. Awesome. So I was about to ask you, what do you see the role of the health coach playing over the next couple of years? You kind of touched on that. But from your perspective, 
you know, do you think we're approaching a time where all medical practice is eventually going to have some kind of health coach or lifestyle professional? We're seeing more and more. I was speaking with Terry Walls, who is at the VA, and her program in Iowa City, uh, as they plan to duplicate in other VA centers, they are talking about having a health coach. The Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine from day one had a health coach and they're, are, they're hiring more health coaches. So we're seeing um, more traditional centers looking at the value of health coaches now that we have some good efficacy research. Mm -hmm. We know they help. So here's a question I know we get this all the time is really around the economic model of this because what, what we normally see is when we talk to practices and sometimes, you know, from, from the work we do at Nudge, we will have to talk about this whole concept of who's providing the lifestyle feedback. Is it the doctor? Do they have time? Maybe they don't have time. Do they hire someone? Do they outsource it? You know, how have you, have you all had to kind of lay the groundwork at all in terms of helping kind of open the eyes or grease the gears of, of the industry as we start trying to factor in, you know, how do we afford health coaches within the practice? You know, are there models to outsource it? What, what have you seen on that side? First of all, we're planning a practice implementation model. Uh, the IFM is training doctors in these best practices, how to set up your own micro practice as a functional medicine doctor, for example. And we're developing more specific training programs about how doctors can work with a coach. And there are several models. So the, the classic model would be you hire somebody and you have that person come into your office. Now you have to think of space for them to work, uh, and you have to have an employment contract with right. salary. And that's off a stumbling block for many reasons. It's a big commitment. Uh, you don't know if you're gonna you're gonna have to be now looking at how what how many clients I need to give them to make this financially worthwhile, as well as literally having the space in the office. A lot of doctors are working in small spaces. They just have exam rooms. Where do I put my coach? So many doctors are looking at an independent contractor model. They're looking at a virtual coach so that the coach will be following up for example, online, they will be tracking um, watches, you know, devices, yep. getting data, and they will be uh, take communicating with the physician. And a lot of our coaches may contract with several practices mm -hmm. so that um, they are not just exclusive to one doctor. And all of this depends on how busy a particular practice is regarding what the need for a, a coach will be. But that coach can also go out into the community. They can do pantry makeovers. They can develop a walking groups. They can have um, actual groups that are meeting online. So using a group medical visit, either in the office or online. So, Elise, anything else that you wanted to, to talk about? Well, yeah. So, you know, I think our vision is that we, we see a health coach in every single doctor's office. That's our vision. Um, and we are, we're on our way. Um, but, yeah, I think there's definitely a space where we're paving, um, you know, with IFM. We're doing this, you know, as a community. And I think this is, that's the big word here is community. We're all coming together to really educate and the landscape and this, this, you know, field is transforming right before our eyes, um, which is so exciting and fun. You know, every it's 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 going to look different in a couple months from now, um, but, but um, certainly there is a, a huge need and I think a, a push for this, and we're going to keep seeing that as this 
um, field just keeps evolving and um, IFM and ourselves, you know, and just everyone just keeps evolving. It's, it's pretty amazing to, to yeah. watch this all unfold mm-hmm. yeah i think it's been amazing to see from our end too just how quickly um the idea of incorporating health coaches into the medical practice is is growing and i think it's interesting also that um you know you guys started specifically with functional medicine you want to talk about a little bit why you thought it was the right place to start with plugging into functional medicine specifically absolutely that's a great question the functional medicine is looking at discovering the root causes of chronic conditions and those causes which might be things like inflammation or oxidative stress we want to start first with looking at diet and lifestyle change and how often so many of those root causes can be positively impacted um, when you start addressing these underlying diet and lifestyle change factors. And that's what coaches are uniquely suited for. So the functional mm-hmm. medicine practitioner has already had training in the importance of looking at these modifiable lifestyle factors, looking at the importance of mind, body, spirit. And so we teach our coaches how to help clients with things like nutrition, how to take a functional medicine prescription, which might be to address things like sleep and stress. And the coach can uh, can help people get from where they are to where they want to be in terms of these changes. And so uh, in the training for functional medicine, doctors are really now being encouraged to start with coaches uh, just right off the bat as they're changing from a conventional to a functional medicine practice. So they already have it, and we are teaching our coaches the language of functional medicine. Mm -hmm. And so it's a natural pairing because they speak the same language as these functional medicine docs. Yeah, we definitely see the parallels, and it makes so much sense from the outside as well for us. But um, one thing I wanted to touch on – is the biggest challenge you think for you guys really convincing the doctor that a health coach is worth having in the practice or is it training enough health coaches to participate in all of the practices? I think that we soon will, our challenge will be training enough people who want to be coaches. You should see at least this, uh, our admissions director, and she'll often send me over some applicant crying. Like every person's story is so full of passion, their healing journey. Many people are career changers. They find us because they had a health crisis themselves and now they want to give back. Uh, And so I think there, there are, there's, as we have more and more research about the effectiveness of health coaching, uh, the Annals of Family Medicine had a, a study that was recently published. And so as this comes out in mainstream medical journals, there will be more doctors seeing the value, more medical centers seeing the value of health coaching. Uh, so you know, we hope that you know, we're here, we're ready to, to meet those, those challenges. Um, and I think we, uh, that we have, a, if we look at the trends and more people wanting to feel empowered, uh, there's a great book, The Doctor Will See You Now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, uh, you know, kind of what we teach, you know, that the, it's all about what the client wants. So often our biggest challenge is educating what exactly a health coach does. They are not the expert. They are the person who will really be there to listen to that client 
and it's the client who sets the agenda. This is what I, this is my vision, what I would like. And, and then the coach guides that person to setting some goals, but it's totally patient centered, patient empowered. Awesome. The, and so one thing we talk about a lot in terms of Phil and I and some of our team is this interesting convergence we're seeing in general of kind of lifestyle professional and healthcare professional kind of coming together around the patient. And I think that the question that usually arises, and this is kind of a follow-up to Phil's question, was just simply, you know, have, have we really identified yet what is that working dynamic between the health coach or any type of lifestyle professional and the doctor? Is there a workflow that's yet been established that's kind of proven and well-documented? Do we feel like we're starting to make headway? Have you all had to work on that at all? So, yes, uh, the, the model that we are teaching, and I think the sound model, is for the doctor to, stay, to have their scope of practice and the health coach to honor theirs. And so the way uh, it, it will work best is if that doctor uh, will have like a, a, a lifestyle prescription. They are the ones who will do the lab testing. They are the ones who will have recommendations. Mm-hmm. Then there might be a nutritionist involved that will get further into the nutritional recommendation. And then the health coach is the one who will inspire the client or the patient to make those difficult changes. But it is not up to the health coach to decide what changes to make. That is the the practitioner has the Mm -hmm. prescription, makes the recommendation, and then it's up to the client to feel empowered uh, and to make those changes. The coach helps them to do that. So that is uh, often people don't understand what a coach is and they'll say, well, how are you different from a nutritionist? Doctors also will make that mistake. Uh, And they think that uh, the health coach is the one who's going to be making the recommendations but that is is not true yeah that's really interesting we don't hear that clarified a lot and i think that's really important what you just laid out um i think also you know one of the challenges you guys face as well i mean we talk to to physicians a lot who actually want to try and do some coaching within their um practice or what they would call coaching anyway um and the question we always have to ask is how are you going to have time to do that and i think that's you know, one of the most important considerations there is in what you guys do is that you're freeing up so much extra time for a practitioner, for a, a doctor specifically, by incorporating a coach into that model. Um, I think that's such a powerful thing by itself. Just if, if you get a doctor to think about the fact that they could have this much more time because someone is there to listen and focus on the patient in that relationship, I think that's that's really where you have everybody, I think. And I, I think that's really cool how you guys have been able to, to establish that, that position and, and set this up. Well, and I think it's really amazing what happens when you have someone like a health coach who can really partner with that individual and listen to them and hear them and not so much just give them directives, but they're really just there with them. And I think that opens up the safe space for them to go ahead and make these changes. They feel like they can do that. They're empowered. They take responsibility for their own health. And that's really where these transformations lie. And, you know, I think that only supports, it just, it goes on to support everyone in the whole, in the whole chain of things, you know, the doctor included. So with getting results. 
And we also have some doctors who want to enroll in our program because they want to learn the coach approach. Mm. And so not that they will be exclusively health coaches, but I know we can talk about that. How many people in our program are practitioners? Yeah. We have yeah. a lot of people in our pro. We have a well. We have a very wide spectrum of students, which is really really cool. But a lot of people are, you know, they're practitioners. They're licensed. Some of them are nurses. Some of them are nutritionists, um, psychologists. Um, we have a couple optometrists, which is really interesting. We have a couple <laughs> dentists, um, which is so cool. So you know, people from all different backgrounds and different areas. Um, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, we have, um, you know, stay-at-home moms and dads who are wanting, you know, to, to dive deeper into this and just help their communities or just, you know, they love learning. They want to continue um, this journey for themselves. We have career changers from, you know, the marketing, mm-hmm. um, marketing business, accounting, I mean, Wall Street, all over the place. Um, and they are, they're burnt out. They've, they found functional medicine, uh, like a lot of us, through our own you know, journeys, health journeys. I know I've found functional medicine through my own health journey as well. And, um, and they're just passionate. They want to, to just get on board and, and help out. And it's just been this cool, almost, you know, like grassroots movement mm-hmm. um, to really, really, uh, you know, push this, this whole um, field forward. Mm-hmm. So, so I think what, Go ahead, Phil. I was, I was just going to ask, I think you've talked about how kind of fast all like innovation is moving, how fast the industry is changing. Um, how often do you guys have conversations about updating the content that's already out there that, that you guys are teaching um, your, your enrollee? Well, we look at each presentation individually and see if research has changed, if see if any content uh, is now outdated, and then we will constantly be updating that. We use the slide decks from IFM, from their introductory course. We modify it so that it is appropriate for coaching, and we also use their toolkit. So every time they have a new food plan or they revise an existing food plan, we will get those revisions and make those available to students. And I also wanted to say one thing, because we're talking about the movement and how fast all of this is going and how technology speeds a lot of this up. Um, but I also want to just hold a space for the fact that, you know, when our coaches are working with individuals, um, that work and that progress for that specific individual doesn't always mean that that's sped up or that changes happen, you know, just as much as technology mm-hmm. is changing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost a really interesting dynamic and this dance of pairing, you know, positive psychology coaching with functional medicine, you know, the, the art of coaching and, and the science together, um, you know, and also creating that, that space for people so they can make those changes. And, and sometimes people make changes really fast. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time, right? Um, and I think that technology is just that piece of another uh, additional support piece, if you will. So... Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, to point that out because some of this stuff, you know, it's lifestyle change and, and it takes time. And um, so it's, it's, it's very cool though. Yeah. And yeah, that, right. that makes a lot of sense. And I'm curious as well. I mean, how, how much do you guys focus on, you know, you're training these people to, to be able to fill this role, but also you have to be really conscious of, you know, training them how to get out there and, and plug into the right network and be successful. How much of the education is also just, here's how you get out there. Here's how you actually start your business and become a yep. success. Yep. 
I'm so happy you brought that up because that is what our students want. That's what they need. And so we are growing that piece of it and we've already started it and we intend to have a whole lot more that addresses these issues. For example, how to speak to a doctor. There's a whole different language. Uh, if you were a doctor, if we, if we were in your office and I had two minutes, I would want to make sure I cited research. And I would just say, oh, there's some research. I would want to know the study, what journal it was in, and language to use. We teach during our practicum for coaches to how to use a, a medical record software so that they are familiar with it and that would be attractive to a doctor. We teach them elevator speeches, how to describe what you are, what you do, what you don't do. We also are going to be teaching them how to use the latest technology and the latest way of communicating. So for example, and we're learning as we are teaching our students. So I just went to a three-day conference on going live, on Facebook Live, <laughs> how to do Facebook Live, and how to have uh, some devices that integrate with Facebook Live. And so as we learn uh, this for our company and for communicating like we are today, we will be passing along that knowledge to our students so that when they go out there, they can use it. And uh, some people want to be on their own and build their own business. Others want to work in a clinic. Others want to just connect with a lot of different practitioners. And so we want to meet the needs of, of all of those people. It's great to hear you say that. I think one of the things that has been the most eye-opening for Phil and I as we're, we've been in the industry for the past few years has really just been the natural churn that is in the industry. So people that go through these programs and, and maybe more the traditional ones and unfortunately just they, they haven't really been successful in launching their business. You know, they're maybe great with working with clients, but the, what's interesting about kind of the health and wellness and fitness industries is that a lot of it you know, you're, you're kind of having to become a, you know, a salesman, you're having to become a digital marketing expert, you're, you know, you have to learn how to capture leads, nurture leads, convert. And it, I think that's at the end of the day, something Phil and I encounter pretty regularly where, you know, we, we're disappointed because people we work with will unfortunately have to call us sometimes and say, hey, Mac, I'm shutting down my business. And it, it's terrible. It, it, it's absolutely sucks to hear that. And I absolutely hate it. But so it's so great to hear you all are starting to focus on this, that, it's not just about getting a client better. It's also how do we help build a solid foundation of a person's business when they get out of here so they can be successful. And that's, I'm, I don't think we're seeing enough organizations really focused on that. Absolutely. Starting with real basics, like now, like for looking at yeah. the camera, right? yeah. so yeah. reminding myself, look at the camera uh, as well as having the your character strengths. Our program is really based on positive psychology, which is looking at your character strengths, how you thrive. And so when you use courage to speak in front of a group of people, uh, we teach our coaches to really know themselves and grow as individuals. And that's what we hear when in people who've gone through our program are talking about what they what was a benefit and they mm -hmm. always talk about their own personal journey, uh, how we really support and nurture them so that they can strength spot within themselves and focus on, you know, they already have everything they need to be a great coach. The rest is just, you know, picking up knowledge. Right. But um, we want them to feel 
inspired and go on a personal growth journey. Um, Elise, any other issues or any other comments about that that you want? Yeah, well, I think from the get-go, you know, part of our, our curriculum, it, it's not just the knowledge piece. It's also really kind of stepping into to who you are as a person and really identifying, you know, what your vision is. How do you see yourself practicing? What does that look like? Um, so we have our students go through an exercise where they see themselves, um, you know, in, in five years from now, 10 years from now, and, um, you know, paint to allow themselves to paint themselves a picture, which guides them through the rest of, you know, the course that could mm-hmm. change as they, you know, gain more information and maybe different connections and things like that. But definitely part, you know, part of this is the, um, you know, the, the personal assignments and growing internally as well. And really, you know, a, a lot of our coaches, well, all of our coaches are partnered with, um, with an, another individual and in their time zone so that they can practice some of the skills and tools that they're learning. And so, you know, Sandy and I, we went through this as well when we were going through our supervision programs and, um, you know, at going through grad school and everything like that. And I, I can't tell you how much of a valuable experience that was to, to do my own, you know, work. And so I could really understand and feel, you know, what is, I could be more compassionate and empathetic and really utilize those two things, you know, as tools. Um, so moving forward. So it's, it's very much um, infused within the program. Yeah, it's so cool to hear. And like Mac alluded to, and, you know, from our perspective, we've always kind of dreamed of the scenario where these coaching training and certification courses are turn into something that's more like part coaching training and part startup accelerator. And then we'd really be seeing what we want to see in the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Be really successful. Yeah, that, that's our mission. Well, to kind of feed on this a little bit, I'll be curious to hear your responses to this question, but just what do you see as being the, the, the greatest hurdle to graduates, you know, regardless of whether it's coming through your program or any other program, once they've, you know, they've, they've gone through a program like this, they, they've really mastered how to work with clients, you know, what, what is really holding back a lot of them to, for success? Often it's fear. Often it's mm-hmm. their own doubts, their self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have someone who will be doing uh, an interview. She's helping to uh, have our, help our students overcome their fears. And she talks about the, you prepare so you have the knowledge, you have the training, you get the skills, and you rehearse. But then during the whatever you're doing, you're in a process of flow. And mm-hmm. then afterwards, you surrender. And what we often see during the practicum, for example, is people will even over-prepare. So they think they will have to have a script and, and, and memorize what they're going to say to the client. And then during that session, they're so focused on, how am I doing? Is this person mm-hmm. liking me? Am I saying the, wrong, the right thing? What do I do now? And then they're not in the moment. And then afterwards, they don't surrender. They are, what did I, oh, I should have said this. I should have asked this. Uh, I won't be a good coach. And so they're all <laughs> in their head, and it's, it's fear that consumes them about, I don't know enough, I'm not good enough. And so that is the biggest hurdle, to focus on uh, they, if they're just present, 
because they're mindful and they have hope and compassion. They have what they need to be a good coach as well as to go out into the world and present yourself and having erasing those negative old scripts that I can't do it. I'm not good enough. Everyone else in this program is a better coach than I am. So overcoming that. Yeah. Elise, what do you think? Do you think there's anything else you've seen from your perspective? Yeah, that. And I think comparison is kryptonite. Um, Everyone I believe is unique and their own, you know, shining star, they have the ability to connect and be a great coach. And um, I think a lot of the time, just in our society in general, we look outside and um, we need to, you know, look within a little bit and, and, mm. and continue that <laughs> moving forward. And I think that can really stop people in their tracks. That and perfectionism can, it just stops people flat in their tracks. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, it's an easy thing to say. It's hard to actually execute on and, you know, but it's a, a, it's a daily practice to be quite honest with you. It's a daily practice just to keep, yeah, loving yourself and, and, um, staying true to, to who you are and what your values are, I think. I think this is probably a common theme across most industries. You know, if we really take a step back, it's really getting out of your own way. Yeah. And Elise and I are really big proponents of committing big publicly. We met yesterday and we had these big goals and we had a big goal when we said we're going to partner with IFM and we're going to create this academy and uh, so it's committing and committing big and realizing that yeah you're going to have set along the way we committed and we started this program we had only like month one of it built and there's 12 months Um, so we we as we went along, we revised if something wasn't working, we changed it, um, but we committed big uh, to this production and we have the same thing uh, in mind in terms of where we want to go and where mm-hmm. we want to take the program and um, how many people we want to reach. Yeah. One thing kind of on to tie into all of this, and we're talking about kind of setting people off for success, is I know you all have the coaching center, which is a part of your program that I was asking you about earlier. And I think that's really unique to a lot of other systems I've seen that are out there. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? How, you know, what it is and how that came to be and kind of what it's, you know, it seems like a stepping stone to get people out in the world. Sure. I was concerned we wanted to have a practicum where students can have real life experience working with a client, but many people are in isolated areas. It's hard. How do they get clients? How do they approach clinics uh, in their area? Or And we are teaching virtual coaching. So we thought about the idea of bringing clients in-house. In other words, uh, just as a law school will have a legal aid, a massage school uh, will have a massage therapy where they will offer at very inexpensive rates. So we do the same thing. Anybody can come for around $10 a session and they can come virtually or by phone and they can be coached by one of our students while they're going through their six-month practicum. So uh, it's our way of giving back to the community to offer affordable health coaching because often coaching is not affordable for many people. Um, And we can give our students um, the experience of working with people, helping them Mm -hmm. reach their health goals. That's great. And so are you getting to a point, and this may kind of feed into this, you know, are you going to get to a point where maybe 
you know, I don't know if consumers are going to, are you, are you creating kind of this funnel of consumers of potential business for coaches? Is that, that, that kind of what's coming together here? Well, we want our clinic to grow because as we have more students, we want to have them to have clients. We want to have group coaching uh, through the coaching center. Uh, and we want to be able to help our students have jobs. And so um, we want to grow the practice of coaching. We want to continue to have our alliance with IFM. And as functional medicine doctors are trained, we will be right there helping them uh, to how to onboard a coach with their practice. So um, we do not want to take over and have coaching within our school our purpose is to train coaches and um, we have our our center um, so that this is a, a very affordable way for people who normally would not have access to a coach right to, right to work okay. with a student. awesome that's great sorry Phil go ahead no problem so I guess um, I mean this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you guys joining us. Where can people go to check out what uh, you guys are doing at Functional Medicine Coaching Academy? So they can go to the website. They can go to functionalmedicine.org and find us. And make sure to also check us out on social media. We're on Facebook. And we actually have two Facebook pages. We have one for the academy and one for the coaching center um, with lots of great tips and stories. We also highlight some of our student stories as well on there. Um, so you can learn a little bit more about our students as well as our staff and faculty. And then you can also um, find us on Instagram and Twitter. So we are, we're all over the place. <laughs> well, I also, now that I know Sandy's a uh, Facebook live guru. Yeah. Now we're, <laughs> we're yeah, you can go to our Facebook. And I also wanted to say that our website is functionalmedicinecoaching.org. Functionalmedicine.org is IFM's website. Oh, not, they Say functional medicine, no, no. Uh, functional medicine <laughs> coaching.org. Yeah. All right. Functional medicine, <laughs> functional medicine coaching.org. We got it now. Uh, All well, right. Dr. Sandy Scheinbaum, Elise Wagner, thank, thanks so much for, for joining us today. This has been a lot thank of fun. Thank you so much um, for having us. Thank Very you, Phil and Mac. Yeah, it was a great conversation. So thanks for having us. All right. Well, guys, go ahead and uh, check out the Scale Well podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, whatever you use to listen to um, content, and please rate us. We love to hear what, you're, what you think of it, and subscribe, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing you again soon. Phil literally said he would high-five anyone that writes a review.